The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. The WinBet Casino is now offering a 100% deposit match up to $1,000 for new users. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. We're also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as $25,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app for all of our free picks and podcasts. Yes, sir! We are back. We are back. We are back. In the NBA Gambling Podcast, I'm your host, Sorrell Furman Jr., and it's another day, it's another dollar, birthdays were anticlimactic, there were upsets, not the huge upset, but it was upsets, and a great day of NBA basketball, Monday night, I hit my lock of, dang, what was my lock? I did hit it. What was my lock? I lost it. I forgot. Uh, whatever. I don't remember. I hit my lock though. Just know that I you're, hit my the th- lock. you're the thunder. I thought. Yes, I did. But freaking, uh, freaking OKC. Yes, I had the OKC Thunder plus fifteen. Boston tra- Lang fifteen to remember, on a back to back. You had multiple dogs last night. Yeah, no. Yeah, I had. So I had three locks. I had three locks yesterday. All of them hit. I ha- actually had four. I actually had four locks, but I rescinded one after some injury news however it is still hit so you might can say i'm on a little bit of a heater here now we have my guy scott rochelle here as you heard him scott what's going on uh nothing much uh, unfortunately did not do too well yesterday i chose the raptors as my dog instead of the rockets i was really torn there picked the <laughs> wrong one i said i also would have picked minnesota if towns was going to play i thought he was not going to play he did and what do you know the timberwolves cover so, my bad there. That's bullshit. Uh, they covered on the hook. They covered on the hook, yeah. But yeah, either way, uh, the play that personally killed me was actually the fade or the – I don't know how to say it. The fading of your lock that you eventually rescinded. Yeah, you faded, yeah, you faded my lock that I eventually rescinded. Well, I had the heat money line uh, against the 76ers at about minus 210, which was a great price because it closed to like yep. minus 300, minus whatever. And they just straight up lost to a Philly mm-hmm. team with no Harden and no Embiid. It was embarrassing. Maxi was fantastic in the fourth quarter, but yep, Miami he just was. played with its food the entire game, and eventually they got burned. But it's one of those games that personally crushed me. But I'm gonna make that bet ten times out of ten. I mean, it's just a situation. Yeah, you yeah, hundred percent. You have the one seed in the Eastern Conference against basically a G League squad mixed with <laughs> Tobias Harris and. Tyrese Maxey. I mean, Maxey was, was great. Shake Milton yeah, was great last one. night. Just people stepped up and you couldn't really account for it. It happens. Yeah, yeah. So I had a I had a nice parlay last night. I had Pelicans plus six. I had who did I have? I had Dallas Moneyline. 
So I took the under in that Heat 76ers game, but I bought it up. I bought it up to 220 and a half. And this was before uh, everybody was announced out. So I still got a pretty nice price on buying it up. So I teased it up, took the under that cash by a point and a half. And then who was the last one? The Bulls money line. Bulls money line was my other play. That was like plus 700, plus 800, oh. somewhere like that. So it was a nice, it was a very nice way to recoup what I lost Sunday betting on. Um, who did I bet on Sunday that just killed me? I don't know. Somebody in college basketball. I can't remember. My memory is terrible. Either way, as you all know, my memory is terrible. Either way, let's do a quick, quick recap of the games last night. I mean, I summed up the heat part, but I know that you also might have had a piece on the heat. You, Or at least I know you might have given it out at minus four, or minus four and a half. Yeah, so I, uh, I before the game, it was 76ers plus two and a half. I was all over that, especially when Embiid and Harden was supposed to play. Embiid and Harden were announced out, and I said, all right, I'm taking them off as a lock. And then I went and picked the – I was like – when I was picking my picks on Tally said, I was like, oh, all right, I'm, I don't like laying points with the Heat, but I'll, I'll lay the four and a half with the Heat. They should get this done. Nope, the 76ers come through. I faded myself and I paid dearly, so I should have had a better day on tally site. I ended up five and four on the day, so that's what happened in that Heat 76ers game. 76ers won one thirteen to one hundred six. Tyrese Maxey had a really really good game. The New Orleans Pelicans covered against the Charlotte Hornets. They covered that plus six. Hornets still get the win one hundred six. I made the Pelicans my dog at plus two hundred, which was very close to cashing. Like they they, they were they in. Should have won the game. They should have. They really should have. It was It was there. They couldn't even get a shot off at the end of the game to try to tie it, so that goes down. The Lakers with the rare cover here, the Lakers cover that plus five. I think it closed at plus four, plus three and a half against the Cavaliers and win 131 to 120. LeBron, as we said, was masterful in that game, 38 points. Triple-double there, a 38-point triple-double. And not to mention, he goes to 17-1 and all-time versus the Cavs. So. I, don't rem- I don't remember if I said anything about LeBron triple-double or points. I said that LeBron would play well, and I'm looking at props. I'm not sure if I actually said anything on the area. I think we said points. I thought we talked, about, I thought we talked about take his points. I think, I think yeah, we I think too, we said points. So. I don't think we said triple-double. I don't think we said triple-double sure either, but I think we said points. We should have. That was a I should have said that. Damn. Well, all I, right. actually, I actually cashed a pretty nice player prop on that for my YouTube play today. I had Garland over nine and a half assists, and he had six. That was like third quarter cash. Yeah, he cashed yeah, in the third, like third quarter. quarter. It was, he had 17 yeah. assists, actually, so that was really never in doubt. Hell yeah. Shit, he's so good. Yep. All right. You faded the Trailblazers with this, getting seven points on a back-to-back versus the Pistons. I took the seven. The Trailblazers win the game outright versus the Pistons. 119-115 just shows that as good as the Pistons. This was like their first game they didn't cover in yeah. forever. Mm-hmm. They were 13-0-1. They, they were like 14, 14, yeah, 14-0-1. So it was ridiculous. Uh, Brandon Williams, again, another pretty decent game, 23 points in that one. And Ben McLemore does Ben McLemore things and gives you a really, really good game for, you know, once every two weeks or something like that. He has 20-plus in that one. Going down, we have the – what's up? I was going to say, I actually watched a bit of Portland against the Nets uh, over the weekend because I actually had a player prop on Durant, which ended up cashing. But fun fact, Chris Dunn back in the league. I don't know if you knew that, but he's back in Portland. For who? He's He's in Portland? Portland? Yeah. No way. Yeah. 
I saw him play the other day. He was terrible, but I, he's back in the league. I know yesterday he went one for eight from the floor. Uh, yeah, I didn't get to see. I didn't get to see the Portland game. I was going to make it a point to try to catch some of that game. Just saying, if you're looking today, for tomorrow. former top ten guys who never panned out or still, yeah, holy shit, Chris Dunn hanging around. I wonder if who I wonder if Chris Dunn can give us a good game before the end of the season. That'd be something fun to bet on. All right, fuck out of here. Uh, who else? Where are we at? The Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets got the win against the Utah Jazz. Were you on Brooklyn? I was, uh, I was not. Wanted... I, I yeah, leave I was... the ball there. I mean, yeah. it looked decent early on. Truth is, the Nets went on a serious run to end the second quarter and then blew it open in the third. Yeah. <laughs> then they almost punted the game in the fourth. They held on to win. Durant had 37, 9, and 8. He was amazing, as he always this is. Score isn't, this score isn't as, dic- isn't as indicative of how much the Nets really dominate this game and yeah. just expose the Utah Jazz. Well, the main here. story in Durant- this game was kind of twofold because, one, Seth, uh, Seth Curry got injured. He mm-hmm. hurt his ankle. He slipped. Uh, there was a wet spot on the court. They man, they they need some new ankles in that family, man. It was as a precaution, so I'm not sure if he could have returned or not. But the Nets decided to play it safe, as they should, because, of course, they got the play-in tournament most likely coming up. So Seth mm-hmm. only played 12 minutes. He had zero points. So kind of a bad mm-hmm. beat there if you had some of his props. Uh, Bruce Brown was great. He had 22 points. Claxton Did I say that? Points. Yeah, you said I you feel like I said Brown. that. Yeah, I said yeah, I said I like Bruce Brown and I said I like Katie assist. Hell yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that ended I up passing. I said that. And going through the line, I mean, Mitchell was five for fifteen from three. A decent amount of them were in the fourth quarter. He kind of shot terribly for most of the game. Connolly was pretty good. He had 18 points. Gobert basically did nothing. He had four rebounds in 31 <laughs> minutes. Like he was just awful <laughs> the entire game. <laughs> and I mean, I've roasted this guy before, but I got to roast him again. I know, I know he had three blocks, but Royce O'Neal went 0 for 4 from the floor, 0 for 3 from 3. Mm-hmm. I mean, he scored two points in 32 minutes. I mean, come on, man. You got to make some shots. Yeah. But the Nets won. Good win. Does it change much? Not really. They're still going to be in the play-in, but they technically gained a game on Toronto and Cleveland. So a decent yep. night for the Nets. Very much so. And speaking of Toronto, the Toronto Raptors got ran out the gym in the second half. The Bulls get the win 113-99. to 99. That was another lock of mine. It just felt like it was a spot for the Bulls to get right. It just felt like one of those spots for the Bulls to get right and the Bulls to get back on track. Plus, they weren't playing a top 17 in the NBA. It's, they already, they already okay, this, this is a simple... This is a simple this is a simple handicap for the Bulls. And yes, we are talking a little bit ahead. This is a simple handicap for Bulls. Look at look at the league schedule. If they're playing anybody that is above them in record, you take the other team. If they're playing anybody that is below them, you take the Bulls. It is a simple handicap. There is nothing else to talk about at this point. <laughs> they cannot beat the teams that are better than them, which it and it sounds like it just sounds so easy, but they can't beat the teams that are better than them. They can't, and they do beat the teams that are worse than them. It's, that's really all it is. I got burned by the injury report. I picked Toronto as my dog. Gary Trent didn't play. If you actually look at the starting lineup, it's one of the worst spaced lineups I've seen all year for Toronto. <laughs> they had Van Vliet, Scotty Barnes, Siakam, Achua, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Kem Birch. Mm-hmm. Is that not one of the worst spaced lineups you've ever heard? I think that I would have started 
I think I would have started um, Boucher. Uh, you can start Boucher. You can start Boucher. Look, yeah, start Boucher. But I, I mean, think I would have started Boucher. But I get three pointers. I get why you didn't start Boucher because you need somebody else in that second unit. And he had a really good game, nineteen and ten. Achua took five threes. He went zero for five. Why is Precious Achua shooting five threes in a game? He does shoot. He shoots now. He shoots three. Like he shoots from outside. I'm oh, not yeah, mad at he shoots that. Shoots him not well. I mean, yeah, I'm not mad at that. No, he's had, but five. he's had games where he can. Well, uh, maybe five is a little. He's shooting thirty-five percent from three, which I guess is okay. Yeah, no. So he shoots. Okay. So he 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 gets what he really benefits off of Siakam and Fred Van Fleet and a lot of those other guys drawing the attention, and then he just kind of stands on the outside and nails the three. And that's basically what Nick Nurse tells him: like, yo, you're gonna be open. I need you to hit it, and he does. And that's why I really like him. But he's it sucks because they don't have an uh og they don't have they didn't have gary trent jr and so they're getting it's a thin roster already and now yeah. they're getting thinner and thinner and well trent trent that, killed me last night by not playing but yeah absolutely what do you, what do you have you had scotty barnes as your shooting guard i mean yeah technically really, yeah yeah and i mean it kind of he he plays that, and he really when Fred Van Fleet's not on the court, he's really the point forward of that team. So saying, you take, you take <laughs> the three the three point numbers for Toronto. They went six for thirty two, which of course is awful. But you look at the starters. Van Vliet went three for twelve, so he was going to chuck yeah. him up anyway, but he didn't do well. All four he other starters, Siaka, Machua, Barnes, and Birch combined to go eh, about zero for ten from three. That that's not good. That's yeah, not good. It is 0 for 10. Yeah. So, yeah, they ended up losing. 18%. I mean, whatever. 18% Trent, on the night. Yeah. Trent got ruled out late, so it happens. But if Trent was DeRozan, not, if I knew Trent was not playing, I wouldn't have taken Toronto. DeRozan and Levine both have good, great shooting days. Both finished with 26 points. Vucevic. I think I called Vucevic to have a nice game too. Vucevic nineteen and thirteen. It was pretty. It was a pretty pretty nice spot for them. So really really glad that the Bulls got that, and now they get the shit beat out of them tonight. Well, All right, good, moving on to the next game. I was gonna say <laughs> sorry quickly. Also, good news for for uh, Chicago. You had the return of Patrick Williams last night. Yeah, yeah. My, I didn't even get to that. He did come back, and so hopefully they they ramp up and they start to look a little bit better defensively. Now that, you know, Caruso is there, Patrick Williams is getting more work. As soon as Lonzo makes some type of progress and hopefully before the playoffs, then maybe I don't think Lonzo's somebody we're looking at. He might not. They announced, so, he might not. That they announced yesterday that he was running a bit and they had to yeah. stop. Yeah, he had a setback. Yeah, he had, he had a, a setback. setback. So it seems like Lonzo is, let's say, a long shot to return before the start of the playoffs. Funny thing, Trailblazers just announced that Dame is out for the rest of the season last night. <laughs> I think we already knew that, but I think we already knew that, but <laughs> they just announced that he's officially done for the rest of the season. Did you know that Zion got ruled out for the rest of the season when he hasn't played? Yeah, in we about talked about that. Months? No, we no, about that. I, I'm, I'm joking. It's the same thing. Oh, they, haven't oh, played, they haven't played. I was in about months. to say, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Were, no, no, isn't no, it's a difference. Zion didn't play at all. Yeah, Zion hasn't played like a year. <laughs> he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't played in like a year. He, like he you need a formal announcement, like it, it's at over. And Dane, I'm sure Portland fans Dane were like, "Yeah, we we know." Like he hasn't played since like November. Like we know he's yeah. not coming back. It's fine. No, we no, he didn't. Not even November. He hasn't played since yeah November of 2020. Yeah, November of 2020. Zion never played. No, I was talking about Lillard. Oh, Dame. Oh yeah, Dame was done. He hasn't played since. I mean, at yeah, least the end of 2021, November. but... Oh, no, it was the, definitely November. 
Yeah, thanks for the formal announcement that the guy who we knew was out for the year is out for the year. You know, I don't know why. I don't know why he would even come back if he could come back. I don't know why he would. All right, the Houston Rockets run over the Washington Wizards, one fifteen and ninety seven. I was on the Wizards. You were on the Rockets. I wasn't even mad because now I feel even better about this under 33-and-a-half win total. So anybody who's sweating that, please shoot me some messages. We can sweat this together. Man, that, that, was, that was a point. And I'm not trying to sit here and say that we're guaranteed. Nope, I hate that. I'm a very, very superstitious person. But that was a really big win for the Rockets to fade one fade that win total, and to remind me that the Wizards fucking suck. <laughs> it just fucking suck. It doesn't matter. They're not good. They're they're just not a good basketball team. Porzingis had an okay day. Twenty-two. Well, he was good. He and, was good. I mean, come on. He, he was, was good. good. I mean, I'm the seven for eighteen. Seven for eighteen is not seven five for eighteen. Walks. It doesn't. Seven for eighteen is not. Doing it. For I know me. it's not efficient offensively, but he had he had twenty two and thirteen with five blocks. I mean, come on. Okay, he, he, he put up he put up stats. He put up stats on the stat sheet, but that efficiency is not doing it for me, especially when Kyle Kuzma is out and you okay. are the guy. Just you saying, five blocks is five there. blocks. You know. No, it is. It is. He put he filled up the stat sheet. I'm he filled up the stat sheet, but I'm just not really willing to say that, oh, yeah, you had a really, really good day. You were 7 for 18, and you're supposed to be the guy of the team right now. Well, there's only one Especially player. Especially in a matchup. There's only one player in a about in this game. I mean, oh, yeah. it's the yeah. Christian Wood uh, game. I Christian mean, Wood, there's yeah. not much to add. I mean, <laughs> no, Christian Wood absolutely went to town. Yeah, he went to town, 39 points, 10 rebounds, 8 for 9 from 3, 14 from 18 from the field. This is the, point, the game that Porzingis should have had, to be honest, but – it was a really, really good game for him. And I think that this Rockets team next season is going to be fun to watch because I think that these, this minute, like the minutes that these young guys are getting and what they're doing, like Jalen Green is starting to come into his own. He shot 50% from the field last night, mm-hmm. and that is big for him. This like his rookie year that is really really big for him for him to shoot fifty percent from the field he had seventeen team high plus twenty eight on the plus minus hell yeah and so I'm looking forward I think Jalen Green is just a slow starter mm-hmm. in the league but he's about to I think he's about to take off man I think he's going to be really really good this as I look at this Rockets roster they're really not that bad like there's a lot of other rosters I actually like the Rockets roster nobody roster guards better anybody. than I mean that, that's yeah the issue. They don't that's guard. that's really it that's really it but this roster isn't bad just get rid of Eric Gordon and Dennis Schroeder and get some younger <laughs> and maybe somebody defensive maybe get rid of those two guys and get some defensive guys in there for those two and this roster is pretty good all right well who do you want them to draft because we know that they're going to get a top three pick um, well, mm, they could get screwed up. You can argue I'm, I'm still, I'm still on the, the train that Portland needs to get this top, this number one overall pick. They, something good needs to happen to Portland. So please give them the number overall, number one overall pick. Well, forget about what you want to have happen. Let's just assume Houston <laughs> the top the three. Spot. They can take anybody. They can you take said anybody. defense. Does that mean that you think they should take home room? No. No, because Holmgren, Holmgren, 
I mean, Houston's not in a rush to do anything. So just saying, you said defense, so I'm kind of wondering. I, but I would prefer a perimeter defender. I would prefer a perimeter defender, and then you go because ultimately, what the issue is in taking a lot of centers from the draft, and Evan Mobley was probably the exception, is that they most most of the time they need time to develop to the yeah. league. Mm-hmm. They can't. I don't. I can't think of anybody. Evan Mobley probably the closest thing, and he's not even all the way there yet. That came into the league as a big man center that was actually, you know, supposed to be that inside threat. Not talking about a cat who was an offensive genius, or but somebody that was supposed to be maybe Anthony Davis. I was gonna say, I'm thinking Anthony. Yeah, Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis before that. So, but still, there's a lot of people in between that. Took some more time. Obama took some time. DeAndre Ayton took some time. Marvin Bagley's not all the way there yet. Like, there's, there's people that took time as that big man. And I think that for the Rockets, I would probably look to get somebody like that off the free agent market and go for a more of a perimeter defender, not with the number three overall pick, but with one of your later picks. Get a perimeter defender from the draft that can probably come in and not saying that they're going to make a change automatically, but if they can give you something kind of similar to what Davion Mitchell gives the Kings, then I think that's a win. Yeah, I can see that. Do you have a, do you have a favorite draft prospect right now? Because no. I'll tell you what, it's going to sound a little bit odd, or it's going to sound a little bit of a hot take. I think Matherin might be the best player in the class. Okay. I'm, I'm a huge Matherin that. guy. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. From Arizona. I mean, he, yeah. people aren't talking about him. We're talking about Jabari I'm Smith. We're talking about Holmgren. Even Bonchero's getting some hype, which, to be honest, I'm not a big Bonchero guy. But I like Jaden Ivey. I think he's really good. Matherin is sick. I, so, I told you, I was like, this class doesn't have a marquee name. I'm yeah. not mad at anybody that goes number one. Honestly, there's about 10 people. Not 10, but there's a good, a good, yeah, a five, six people off the top of my head that if they went number one overall, I would not be mad at it because it's probably what the team needs. And this class is so deep that somebody's going to get somebody later in the draft and, be, and everybody – Two years from now, three years from now, from now, they're going to be like, how the fuck did all these players go ahead of this person? And it's like, well, all those players were fucking good. Nobody is like picking shit. I don't even fucking know. But it's, <laughs> it's really, really hard because you have all this good talent. It's like, all right, you just picked one and he just popped before everybody else or he just so happened to turn out to be the best one. But you're splitting hairs, literally splitting, yeah. splitting hairs with this class. I, I think really the best like fit this. for Houston would be math, would be Matherin. Just because I feel like Porter Jr.'s done. Uh, him and Silas clearly don't get along. I think he's going to move on during the offseason. Yeah. Can you imagine the athletic backcourt and the defensive potential? If Jalen Green buys in, of course, with Matherin and Green as your backcourt, that's a ton of athleticism. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So that's absolutely. what I would do, but we'll see. All right. Let's get to another one of my locks. We had the OKC Thunder at home versus the Celtics. The Thunder still cannot get a home win. The Celtics win 132 to 123. They covered, though. They covered. Yes, they did. They very much did. And I was on OKC plus 15. That covered. Never really in doubt, to be honest. I had full faith in this OKC team that at the end of the day, they were going to get a cover here against Boston. Tatum had 36 in this game. Jalen Brown had 25. Both of them, again, back-to-back nights. Very efficient nights for both of them. Well, I mean, we got to talk and about – And then Trey Tra- Tra- Mann. Yeah, Trey Mann. Trey Mann, my guy. 
<laughs> it was really it was really between the three the three guys that I mentioned that I said I really like from this team and you know it just the injuries around them but Baisley, SGA and Trey Mann all of them had really good games all of them kept them in this game Trey Mann with the he almost had a game high. That's a bad beat if you just took a flyer on Trey Mann that had to have a game high in this game because he's there, good. 35 points. He play. is. He is. And I think it's the uh, – what's it called? The Florida thing. And people just don't like people from Florida too much. <laughs> it was good at Florida but, State, though. I liked him in Florida State. Yeah, so I think it's the Florida was it, thing. Was it Florida or Florida State? No, it was Florida. It was Florida. Sorry, Florida. Sorry. I'm thinking of Terrence Mann. My bad. Sorry. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, yeah. So I don't know if it's the Florida thing. People just don't like players that come out of Florida. But ah, Trey Mann is really good. And he's he's eating in this opportunity because with all these injuries, he just he has the workload. And they're like, mm-hmm. all right, you got the green light. Seven for 12 from three. Very, very good. Quick shout out to Pokashevsky. Right. 19 points off the bench. Hell Yeah. Let's go, man. That was the game to win. You know, I took a play on the, I took a play on the money line too. That was the game to win. Of course, you win that game and you're bragging for the rest of the year. Of course, you took. Oh it. my fuck! Oh my fuck! I'm bragging for the rest of the year. And wow. I mean, OKC <laughs> was down twenty something like two minutes into the second quarter, and I, I'm like, yeah, all right, they I might know. actually. I wasn't ready. worried. No, I wasn't I'm... worried though. <laughs> I wasn't worried. I knew it was coming back. I just had to wait. <laughs> all right, last game. Let's go hurry up and get through this. The Mavericks won against the Timberwolves, 110 to 108. Very bad beat on here as Patrick Beverly gets fouled late, hits one free throw, misses another. So the spread comes in a half a point short. Timberwolves get the cover. I mean, it was pretty pretty good defensive day. I think for really for the Timberwolves, very very good defensive day they held. Be- Beverly kind of put the clamps down on Doncic. I mean, Doncic went yeah. five for seven. He got he got in his head. I think he, he really, did. He really really got in his now, head. Doncic played well late. Beverly still took ten shots, which is about I don't know seven too many for Beverly. Yeah. I mean, he really shouldn't be shooting that much. But I think it's one problem I have with Minnesota. Just quickly, Edwards can't take thirteen shots. Like he needs to be closer to sixteen plus every single game. Edwards, you, I know you just undercut it. I I would have said twenty. I'd have said he needs to be at twenty. If he I takes think, twenty I think shots, Towns should be at twenty. No, no, I think both. I think both of them should be at twenty. I w- if you take away what Pat Beverly did and you gave them both to Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns, they're both around twenty. Yeah, and they probably win that game because Towns is probably in the thirty point range and. Anthony Edwards is at least at 25. I think if Anthony Edwards gets a consistent 20, point, 20 shots tonight, no matter, whether he's hot or cold, at some point he's going to end up with 25 points. And, of course, Edwards is talented, and we all know that, but it seems like there's just too many times where he's just so passive with the basketball. He played 38 minutes. You have to take more than 13 shots. Yep. But for the Dallas Mavericks, everybody but Luka Doncic was the story. Spencer Dinwiddie came off the bench with 20 points. Uh, Dwight Powell had 8 for 8, 22 points in this game, and he fouled out. Congratulations. Jalen Brunson, as I said, had a pretty decent day. I took Jalen Brunson 15 points and a win. That cashed. He had 6 for 10, very efficient. Jalen Brunson is going to be the second scoring option of this team at some point. At some point, he's going to emerge as the second scoring option. Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock. No, not uh, not Spencer. Uh, Jalen Brunson. No, I'm saying over Dimwitty. You think he's going to be? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Because I think Dinwiddie is solidified in his coming off the bench and running that second unit role. 
Reggie Bullock, six threes in that game as well. Dorian Finney-Smith put up another 15 points. It was a very nice day for the Mavs overall. All right. That's the recap for yesterday. Let's go ahead and talk about how WinBet is a casino. Don't forget, it's not just a sports book. WinBet is also a casino. So if you're looking for that Las Vegas-style casino fun in the palm of your hand, look no further than WinBet the premier online casino from the five-star Wynn Resorts properties. From classic table games to all the best slots, thrills, and jackpots, WinBet has everything you need for the ultimate casino experience. Sign up today and receive a 100% first match up to $1,000. That's a 100% first deposit match up to $1,000. WinBet win hour is from 2 to 3 Pacific time, better prices on select games. Anyone who has the WinBet app will be alerted right on the hour, and I promise you it does happen. They let me know. I go ahead, get my bet in, and get get these games for a lot better price than what's going for anywhere else. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and get started today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where a playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Merch Madness is still going on in SGP, and we're giving away free hoodies. Every day, March Madness games are being played. We'll be giving away a hoodie. So just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash March Madness. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash March Madness to enter. Look, guys, I am not an avid coffee drinker. I struggle with it. I've always struggled with it. I've never enjoyed the taste of most coffees. And I've always looked for that pick-me-up in the morning, just something to get me going. However, trade coffee is really, really good, man. Trade coffee isn't like most coffees where they're dull, they're questionably sourced. I don't really know what coffee beans they get this stuff from, and they're stale. It's not. It's just not a good drink, but trade coffee is great. They have a quiz that you can take and get your the coffee that you love. The coffee that you love. I don't even know what this thing is called, to be honest, but I mean, it, it tastes good to me. And the fact that I'm sitting here telling you, and it's crazy because I have so many people at work that are like, what? They'd be like, what, LT? You like coffee? We've been trying to get you into coffee for years. Well, you should have had trade coffee where all I had to do is take the coffee quiz and they guarantee that you like your first bag or they will replace it for free. They have been featured on New York Times, Wired, GQ, and delivered over 5 million bags of coffee. Their subscription is no hassle, skip shipments, change of frequency, or cancel at any time. So, for our listeners, this is what we're going to do. Right now, Trade Coffee is offering a total of $20 off your first three bags when you go to drinktrade.sgpn. That's drinktrade.sgpn. That's more than 40 cups of coffees for free. So just take the quiz at drinktrade.sgpn to get started today. That's drinktrade.sgpn for $20 off your first three bags. All right, let's get into today's slate. Who's the first game? We have the Golden State Warriors traveling across the United States to play the Orlando Magic. 
The Warriors are laying, is that a seven and a half? Uh, yes, I know it was eight at one point, but I'm pretty sure it's down to seven and a half. Yes, it, it opened up at eight and a half. Okay, I didn't, it didn't refresh. This was throwing me off. All right, Golden State is at seven and a half. 215 on the total. Let's look at the injury report here for Golden State. Moses Moody is questionable for this game with a shoulder injury. Andrew Wiggins is questionable as well. James Wiseman had a setback, and so don't know what's going on with him going forward. It, we thought we were close to seeing James Wiseman come back. Steph Curry is still being reevaluated in a couple weeks after that ankle sprain. He's done for the rest of the season. We'll see him in the playoffs. For the Orlando Magic, Jalen Suggs is ruled out for this game with that ankle injury. That's about it for everybody for the Orlando Magic. You're laying seven and a half with this Golden State squad. What are you doing here, Scott? I'm taking Orlando. This team's awful at home, 9-26 and 26 straight up, and they're somehow even yep. worse against the spread. But – Hell, they beat OKCs. So they can't be that bad. No, but I'm actually going to take the. I'm actually going to take the Magic here. I don't know how I'm supposed to lay seven and a half with Golden State. They played San Antonio last game. They lost at home. The nice mm-hmm. Kelvin Johnson game-winning layup there. But I don't understand how I'm supposed to just blindly expect Golden State to hit the ground running without his best player. And we know Steph, mm-hmm. even when he doesn't have the ball, I think you can make an argument he's the most impactful offensive player in the league without the ball in his hands because he yes. just att- he attracts so much attention that he gets other people open like Jordan Poole, like Clay Thompson, etc. And with him out of the game, I have to assume there's going to be a trickle-down effect for the rest of the players, negatively speaking, for Golden State. And Orlando isn't great by any means, but I do think they can hang around. They have size with Bamba and with Carter Jr., I'm a big Carter Jr. guy. I'm really not a big Bomba guy, but the point is Golden mm-hmm. State might struggle on the glass against the two of them. I still like Wagner. I, I actually like some pieces on Orlando's team. I'm going to take the Magic because until Golden State shows me something without Curry, there's no way I'm lying seven and a half. Give me the Magic. I understand... I'm not willing to take the magic in this spot. Well, they suck. It's solely, I'm, I'm aware they're bad. Yeah. Yeah, no, they are. But in a game where it feels like Golden State is reeling a little bit, they know they need to get back going. They've lost two straight. They're the three-point defense for the Magic has been so bad in the past three games. They're giving up 40%. Yeah. And I'm just not certain that I'm willing to take a dog that is really – it's a little bit absurd. Seven and a half is a little bit absurd. But this – with the team with Draymond Green on it, they're going to find ways to get their shooters open. And if they're facing a team that is just allowing people to shoot 40% and they're basically giving up the three, this could get really, really ugly, really, really bad. Like, really, really fast. It could get really, really ugly. And so for a game that I think is a pick-me-up game for the Warriors and they need to just go ahead and start getting people going, they're not even shooting the three that well recently. But in a game where they just want to go ahead and start getting everybody else 
outside of Steph Curry, who we know is not playing, get everybody else going, start finding themselves some type of rhythm, and make a strong push towards the playoffs, this just feels like the game they can do it. So they didn't even play that bad against the Spurs. I think the Spurs just played up a little bit. And they didn't play, I mean, they could have won the game. It's not. A, I mean, it wasn't a great performance, but no, it, it was wasn't. It wasn't at all. Magic. Yeah, I. Uh, Magic are really bad at home. Just give me Golden State. I don't like it. Give me Golden State in the seven and a half. I don't like it, but I think that that three point disparity can be something. I think it can be something. And if Draymond upticks his workload at all, nothing is proving that this is going to happen, but they are coming off a, li- a little bit. What is this? A day's rest, a day or two rest. So they're coming off a little bit of rest here. So yeah, day rest. So maybe Draymond upticks his workload a little bit in this game, especially if he's not playing the next night against the Heat. So if they say that, all right, you're not playing the back-to-back, so you just go ahead and just play this game, play it out, because you're not playing the next game against the Heat, then I think there is a very good possibility that the Warriors can get the Magic up out of here. Pretty I'm a early, bit annoyed so. for props, though, because I'm trying to look up Draymond props, and, like, no book has it. I'm kind of mm-hmm. tempted by triple-double, but yeah. I'm trying to see what that price would be. Because it feels Draymond like a 10-10-10 10, 10, 10 game. Yeah, I mean, he should have the ball in his hands a lot, but for some reason, no book has it. Like, for anything. There's no assists, no rebounds, no nothing. So, I'm going to wait to see what happens with Draymond, but if you want to go for a long-shot player prop, yeah, I don't I like mind it. a potential triple-double. I like it. All right. Total. Maybe under. That's what I'm feeling. I think you. it's the under. I, I still think Golden State should be good defensively. I'm just banking on Orlando's defense, which somehow held OKC. I know OKC stinks, but 85 points allowed is still impressive. I'm hoping Orlando defensively looks okay. I'll take Uh the under. I really like Orlando, too. I just think that – I think this is a spot that the Warriors just try to get up. I really do like Orlando. All right. I just think the line should be five and a half instead of seven and a half. Yeah, okay. I like that. Respect. All right. It's time for the grudge match. The Atlanta Hawks are traveling back to New York to play the New York Knicks. Bing bong. The Atlanta Hawks are laying three. I've seen three and a half earlier. But they're laying three now against the Knicks. 226 and a half on the total for the injury report here. And it is one that we shall make sure that we mention Bogdan Bogdanovich Bogdanovich is questionable for this game with that quadriceps injury. Lou Williams is out. And as you know, John Collins is out for about another two weeks, maybe another week, somewhere around there for the New York Knicks. Julius Randle is not playing in this game. He is out with a sore right quadriceps. Narlis Newell is out as well, and that's pretty much for everybody that we expecting. So just go ahead and start. I know Atlanta has been bad recently on the road. I and know that the they Knicks. have – huh? And against the Knicks. Yeah, 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 and against the Knicks. But either way, the point I'm trying to make, 
they've been bad recently. They're one in nine ACS the last ten on the road. They've also not been that good on the road all season, to be honest. They are playing the Knicks, who are playing better basketball as of late. Is I'm just gonna sit here and tell you right now, the Knicks have beaten them three games this season, three and zero. They've looked good in all those games. This is like the ultimate revenge thing for the Knicks. And they're 100% going to fuck this up. I'm locking up Atlanta minus three right now. They're 100% going to fuck this up. 100% going to fuck this up. And what they're going to do is, and I'm going to tell you right now, what they're going to do is they're going to antagonize Trey Young for no reason. There is no reason to continue to, be, to antagonize him. They are going to antagonize Trey Young. They're going to antagonize the fuck out of him. Because if you remember Christmas Day, when they were when Atlanta came to New York to play, Trey Young did not play in that game. When I say that New Yorkers are annoying as fuck, as fuck, they are going literally. The only way to get Trey to play bad is if you just treat him like a crying baby that is just making noise because they want attention. Just ignore them. They will stop. There's nothing wrong with the child. Trey Young, if you just ignore him and let him go out there and play the game, he will have a regular day. But no, the fans are going to boo as soon as he touched the ball, every time he touches the ball. They are going to antagonize him pregame. They are going to do everything. They are making videos. They're going to do all this shit. And Trey Young is going to eat into all of that. It's going to feed into him. And like myself, like him, like a true villain, he is going to take that. He's going to drop 40. The Atlanta is going to beat Nick's ass tonight. I don't, I don't care how they've been playing. I don't care that they look. This is a really big game for New York. I, they are going to beat the shit out the Knicks tonight. Atlanta minus three. Lock it up. Stop. For the record, you said 40. I was actually looking up prices for 35 onward. Trade to score 35 is plus 320. Trade to score 40, <laughs> nine to one. I, I, I will sprinkle on the 40. Okay. 35 just feels like a fu- – he's going to go crazy. He's going to go crazy. He's going to feed off the crowd, take the threes. He's going he, He's going to go crazy. And it's going to be up to RJ to try to slow that down. But if Trey Young gets RJ Barrett – and RJ Barrett's done this a couple of times. Is RJ going to guard him? I mean, are they gonna, aren't they going to save him for offense? No, I would, I would put RJ and his length on him. Just saying, you got for, no ring. Length factor. I'm not sure if you want Barrett to potentially get into foul trouble when. And so that's, but that's, but that's what I'm talking about. If he gets into foul trouble, it is slow. It is really slow. But if you put Alex Bur- Alec Burks on him, then he's just going to get cooked all night. So it's either let Trey Young go off and try to defend against everybody else. Or potentially put RJ on him, who has an advantage and probably can defend him really well. But you're going to risk a very big, very good possibility of him getting into early foul trouble. Because if I was Trey, that's what I would do. And because the Knicks obviously don't know that Trey Young can't defend, they're not going to attack him defensively at all. 
and they're going to try to attack everybody else. They're probably going to run RJ towards DeAndre Hunter and like, yeah, you just go cook the fuck out of DeAndre Hunter. Like DeAndre Hunter isn't the best defender on the team. That's probably what they're going to do. More than likely. And RJ's more than likely probably going to have an inefficient day if that happens. This game's really setting up for a Trey Young 40 piece, not just because of all the points you mentioned with the crowd, but of course Collins is still out. Bogdanovich might not play. And you could argue with Collins out, Bogdanovich is the second best offensive player on the team. Trey has been really good with his, with his assists over the last couple of weeks. However, that's my favorite play. That's my against favorite play. Against the Knicks in two games, he's averaging six assists per game. So the Knicks have really decided to let Trey Young be a scorer and try to limit his playmaking by getting teammates involved because Trey's averaging 31 points per game against the Knicks, but only six yeah. assists. So it seems like the Knicks are willing to let Trey Young go iso ball and try to drop 40 and limit everyone else. I really do like the Trey plus 900 for 40 points. I feel like even though he was clearly injured for a part of it because his shooting numbers were terrible, he did not play against Memphis, so they gave him some rest. Came back, wasn't necessarily great the game after, but I do like Atlanta gave him a day off to potentially get his rhythm back and to let him heal to some degree. I'm with you. I think Trey drops 35-plus here. You can make an argument for Knicks fans. It's a big game tonight because Knicks fans are – It's literally the most important game for the rest of the season. I'm saying besides the the Trey Young stuff, just because of the fact that they've been blaming Randall all season long, so now they have a shot to actually see how the Knicks look without him. Yep. So you can potentially get a look there. I'm with you, though. They've played three times already. Atlanta's struggled all three. I do think they'll get back on track. I'll take the Hawks, but I do like Trey Young, 35-plus points, 40-plus points, whatever. I see a huge game. This 3 is a lot. They're going to beat the shit out of the Knicks. I would play, I would play Atlanta 11-plus win margin in this game. I think that they are going to go into Madison Square Garden and beat the shit out of the Knicks tonight. It would be so on-brand. So completely on brand for New York. Okay, but I do want to ask you a question though. Out of the out of the Trey Young points props, which is your favorite? Do you like thirty five? Do you like forty? Or do you like Trey Young thirty five plus and Atlanta to win at plus five twenty? I like thirty five plus and Atlanta to win. Okay, give me. I'll take. 35. You could take go 25 plus threes, by the way, and Atlanta to win a plus six, 630. Yeah, I'll take Atlanta. Out. Yeah, so give me that. All right, this is everything that I will, I will ladder Trey Young, so I'll take his regular points prop, whatever that's at. Okay. And then 27 I'll take 35, and 27 and a half. Give me that. I'll take the 30, 35, 40. Okay. So, and, you know, lower my unit size as I go down. So I'll, I'll ladder Trey Young. I'll take Trey Young to have a double double. I think that's at like minus 175. I think it's somewhere around there when I looked earlier. I like him to have a double double. I do like his assist tonight, actually. I just think he, he goes to put on the show. Okay. And this is the ultimate opportunity. And, I, and the assist is kind of a little bit of a catch-all for the points because if this is just – because I feel like everybody – if you're not on his points tonight, what the fuck? Yeah. I feel like everybody in the world should be on his points tonight. And so 
the the best catch all for the points not hitting is to play the assist because if he doesn't get the points, he's getting the assist. So I, I'll hedge it. I'll hedge it a little bit because I'm scared that somehow Vegas is going to do Vegas things and Trey Young's not going to have a good shooting day. But the Atlanta's still going to win and he's going to have like a million assists because of it. Mm. So that that's my catch all, and I do think it's a world of possibility that he gets thirty and ten. That is 100% order. I think he's definitely one of the best DFS plays for tonight. Absolutely. I don't care about the total. Anything for you? No, not at all. All right. I think I'd lean over just because Randall Slightly. isn't exactly a great at running the floor. Top and can run, so I expect oh, I forgot. a little bit more tempo. I forgot. You look RJ, RJ Barrett's assist. Yeah. RJ Barrett assist is, li- is listed at right now at time of recording. Listed at four and a half minus one hundred five. That is one of my favorite plays for this game because RJ is literally going to have his hand his hands on the ball the entire time, and at some point he's going to realize, especially if DeAndre Hunter is his primary defender, he's going to realize that he needs to get the ball out of his hand and get it to somebody else to get some scoring going, especially if Hunter starts to limit him. Mm-hmm. So he, if RJ Barrett walked into a triple double tonight, I would not be surprised at all. I really wouldn't. I really like R.J. Barrett. I would sprinkle on his triple-double, actually. And maybe that's my way of taking the Knicks, by sprinkling on his triple-double. Barrett triple-double is 60-1. to Love it. And I love his assist. I think he definitely gets an over five assists today. He he has the ball in his hand. Alec Burks and him split time handling the ball, but there's definitely a world possibility where he's getting 75% of – bring the ball at the court and run the offense. So, yes, give me yeah. RJ assist. I love that. That's one of my favorite plays today. For the record, Barrett, eight-plus assists, if you don't want to go that bold, plus 560. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. All right. The Chicago Bulls are going to Milwaukee to play the Milwaukee Bucks. The Bucks are laying seven. I have a hunch we're not going to spend much time on this. Yeah, we're not. 234 on the total. Looking at the injury report, Giannis is probable for this game with the knee injury. Chris Middleton is ruled out for this game. I didn't actually know that. Interesting. I did not know that. Chris Middleton's ruled out for the Chicago Bulls. Clean injury report. Lonzo, as we talked about, not really certain if he's coming back. Everybody that played last night should probably play tonight. Okay, the Middleton thing does actually change. I didn't know that. I didn't realize. And that shows that we j- I just be doing this off the cup. But I didn't realize that Middleton was out. That does slightly change my thoughts on going about this because Middleton is a really big piece for them. And you're, if you're telling me that I'm relying on Giannis, Drew Holiday, and his bench to get this done, that's questionable for me. For the record, Giannis's points tonight is 33 and a half. Holy shit. Yeah. I mean, he should go off. He should go off. That's very questionable for me. Because you are, as you already know, and if you've been listening consistently for the new listeners, welcome. And I'll go ahead and say it again. I hate the Bucks, bitch, with a passion. They fucking suck. They are terrible. Gritty as hell. Gritty, gritty as hell. But they suck. They're not good. Pat Conson coming back is a relief. But they suck. And they'll probably be better by the time the playoffs start. 
as Pat Connaughton gets back working and rotating through the system, he really adds a lot, but they suck. So no Chris Milton here and just Giannis. So now I'm basically saying I, Grayson Allen, Bobby Portis, are those guys going to step up and really – I don't, I don't know what I'm going to get from Drew Holiday, to be honest. <laughs> I really don't know what I'm going to get from Drew Holiday. It could be really good. It could be really bad. Dare I say I'm taking the Bulls plus seven. I'm taking the Bulls too. Okay. Even though we know Chicago is awful against quality teams. They, they are. Terrible. They've been competitive terrible. against Milwaukee this season. They've played twice, lost by four, and they lost by six. Middleton, of course, is out. That's a big deal. We know, Chicago should probably double-team Giannis on, on almost every possession. But Chicago had a nice win against Toronto yesterday. I know fatigue might be a bit of an issue, but without Middleton, they've still been competitive. It's a good rivalry game. I'm going to take the points. I think Milwaukee will find a way to win. But I do think this will be a one-possession game late. I'll take the points. Oh, my gosh. Chicago is just so bad against good teams. They're just straight up. They're so bad. I'm saying straight up. We're not picking them to win. They just have to keep it close. Yeah, I mean, still, but they they still haven't even been covering those games. They've been starting to get larger spreads in those games and still not even – it was six against the Jazz, and they didn't cover. I'm just saying if you want to lay seven with Milwaukee missing its second-best player – you no, can. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to do not, it. Give me Chicago. I'm not doing it. I'm taking – no, at this point, I'm trying to convince myself that they get a win against the top seven team in the NBA. That's basically what I'm – so I'm, I'm all in on the seven. I'm all in on the yeah. seven here. Well, I'm not all in. I'm still concerned. But now I'm trying to convince myself, do they get a win? Because that's what we got to do. Like, It's a decent they, spot they, for them to potentially get a win. They're, they're only two games back. If they win this, they're it's what, a half a game back? They're a half a game back. I think it because how that stuff works out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they cut it to half a game for the division. They really do need the win in this spot. Milwaukee is so bad guarding the three that Zach can go crazy. Caruso can give them a couple of a couple of good threes. We know DeRozan's going to own the mid-range for them. Even defensively, Patrick Williams can maybe try to give Giannis a different look. Probably can't stop him either, but at least he can maybe. But it doesn't. Something. It doesn't matter. Don't even let Giannis do what Giannis does, and just shut everybody else down. <sighs> they could possibly get a win. This is. I feel like everybody is going to be on the Bucks, and this could actually be a spot. I know I was just talking shit about Chicago earlier on in the show, but Milwaukee with no Chris Milton is actually a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, sprinkle on the on the on the Bulls money line tonight. Sprinkle on the Bulls money line tonight. I think that's I think that's a solid play. All right, let's move on to oh two thirty four. Are you doing anything with that? I don't know if I want to do anything with that. Uh, I, I think I'm going to go trust with the, I'm going with the under. Uh, the first two meetings, second one landed two thirty. First one landed one eighty four. You have no Middleton. I'll take the under. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't trust it. I can see. I don't trust it. Whatever. I'm not touching that total for me. You just asked. All right. so I gave you an answer. I'm not. Gonna yeah. Yeah. No. 
I guess I guess if I had a lane, it would be the under as well. But I wouldn't recommend anybody bet that. I just don't have a good feel for that at all. If somebody does, let me know. If there's like a trend that I'm missing, maybe it's a trend somewhere. But yeah, no, I don't like it. Okay, we have the Los Angeles Clippers traveling to the Mile High City to play the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets are laying seven <laughs> in this spot. Looking at the injury report, Jamichael Green is probable for this game. And uh, Nianji is out with the knee injury. Jamal Murray is not close to returning to the team. <laughs> so just long-term issues for the Nuggets there. I'm pretty sure Paul George was cleared for, like, contact practice. Was he yesterday? Really? Oh. So I think he might actually that. potentially be returning for the plan. Maybe. Huge if. But I know that he was practicing. There was yeah, it says here, yeah. Uh, Paul George has been limited to shooting within seven feet of the hoop while participating in recent shoot-arounds. Counts for something. Yeah, it does. Everybody else that we already know for the Clippers is out. Are you laying seven with Denver at home? Absolutely not. Now, the Clippers killed me the other night because, not going to lie, I took them plus the points against Utah. Didn't go well. <laughs> didn't go well. But, no, I mean, no Mitchell, no Boyan. Like, I'm going to take that. It, it just didn't work out. They got absolutely just curb stomped. But Denver's been struggling, too. They've played three times this season. Denver won by three. Denver lost by two. And then Denver pulled off a really nice comeback win and won in overtime by two against the Clippers because Jokic had uh, 49, 14, and 10, and Aaron Gordon hit a game-winning three. So the Clippers have really given the Nuggets problems in terms of keeping it close. Of course, Jokic owns this team, so I expect Jokic to have a huge stat line. But the Clippers have been known to give Denver some issues. I'm going to take the Clippers plus the points, and I'm going to take the under. Because I expect an absolute war. You? Uh, and yes, the Clippers have been really bad lately. Like, I'm aware of that. But yeah, the, the matchups really, have been close. I can't lay seven. I can't do it. That's really my only hiccup. The Clippers have been really bad recently. But they're 1-3-1 one, and one in their last five games, ATS, on the road. I Denver at home, though, has not been good recently. No, they're terrible. And that's what the point that I, I have written down here is that as a home favorite, they're 11 and 16. As a home team in general, they're 13 and 21 ATS. That's terrible. That's fucking terrible, especially for you to be a playoff team. And it just feels like this is kind of a, a little bit of that disrespectful line that we just give the Clippers because they're the Clippers. And they don't have Kawhi and Paul George, so we just feel like we need to give them more points than they probably need. I'll I'll take the Clippers plus the seven here. I'm not – yeah, I'll take the Clippers plus the seven. Denver, it's just not really that good. I really, I'm really not impressed it's with It's not Denver their fault. I mean, they're also missing their two their, – Yeah, their main two whatever. best scorers. I mean, well, not best scorers. I'm saying you, skip, two, you throw Jokic out, they're missing their – Yeah. They're Robin and, I don't know, Batgirl? I, I, don't, I don't know. They're missing – <laughs> Two of their three best players. I don't know what to call it. 
I mean, you can't have one musketeer. Like, you, you I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It was funny that you just decided to use Robin. And I was Batman, trying to think of a third person. Oh my god, I don't. Yeah, Alfred. Yeah, no, no, I get Alfred? it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's is Michael Porter Jr. Alfred because of his back? <laughs> uh, it could be. Like, I don't know. <laughs> ah, his back injury makes him Alfred. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, they're missing Robin. And- Alfred. All right. Yes, but that might be my nickname. This is a grudge match, by the way. I think I'm just going to call him Alfred from now on. (laughs) Alfred Porter Jr. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Ooh, Alfred does mean something to this team, though. He does. I think I'll take the under. I think I like the under if I had to make a play. This is the most confusing total in the entire card. It really is. I don't know I don't why it's it. sitting at two twenty two and a half. It feels it. like it. I feel like it's screaming at me to take the over because it's all the way at two twenty two and a half. But why is it also at two twenty two and a half? I should be slamming the under. I don't know. I'm just giving the Clippers plus seven. I think that they can keep it close. They probably are getting. They're probably getting wrecked for a majority of this game, and then they just come back towards the end and somehow get a backdoor cover. So yeah, I'll take the Clippers. Anything yeah, else? Yeah, I like the Clippers and the under. I don't understand this total at all. I know the last game landed 258. That was with 30 points in overtime. So that landed 228. Aaron Gordon, 28 points. That's not happening again. Zubak (laughs) had a 32 and 10. That is definitely not happening again. He he probably still does have a really good game, though. He'll play well, but 32 points. Yeah, no, I'm not going for 32, but he he can give us a good 15. He can give us a strong 15 this game. And we know the Clippers and Nuggets are both on the slower side in terms of pace. So I'm going to go with the under. I like it. All right. Look at that. Four-game card. And we are approaching, what, about an hour into the show? Yeah. See, we don't always talk forever. But, however, what I am going to talk to you about is IP Vanish. Because, look, I don't know what you're trying to hide. I don't care. You can try and hide your location. You can be trying to hide your browsing history. You can be trying to hide passwords, communications, private details, anything like that. And IPVanish is the incognito VPN site that you should use. So you can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed. You, they can go your tablets, your phones, your computers, even your Fire Stick when you're streaming. Look. Like I told y'all, you guys know I'm deployed right now. Everybody doesn't need, know exactly my location at any given time, so I use IPVanish to make sure that I hide my information. But I should just do that overall because there's people that prey on your downfall out here, man. Really are. So you, you got to take care of yourself, and IPVanish can do that for you. And they're also offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan with, for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It's like getting nine months for free. Super easy to use. Just one tap of a button and you're instantly protected. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP. Use promo code SGP to claim your 70% savings. That's I-P-V-A-N-I-S-H dot com slash SGP. And Stable Duel has 365 horse racing, something that you can gamble on, a DFS app where you can play the ponies for real cash prizes, pick your horses, build your stable, play against others. You can win as much as $25,000. You guys know I don't know anything about horses at all, but the app gives you clear data 
on to make your best strategy. It's free to download at StableDuel.com. Multiple games are offered each day with weekly games across the track. So if you're looking for something something to bet on, you know, you're getting tired of NBA action and doing NBA every single day and March Madness isn't until the weekend, hop on Stable Duel. It's a fun way, fun way to get out of basketball and to just do something else. Download now at StableDuel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable. See you in the winner's circle. Play, race, and win. And we're also brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. Look, you can go in and you can get any ticket, any ticket. And you can probably find them at better eyes than what the books are offering. Or you can sell your ticket if you're scary and you don't want to let it ride. And you, you think that there's a possibility that St. Peter's doesn't win the national championship. They have a good chance to win the national championship. If you think St. Peter's isn't going to win the national championship, you can sell that St. Peter's national championship ticket on prop swap. You can always find the best odds on prop swap because you're buying directly from other betters like yourself. Then after you make a purchase, you can either go for the win or resell your bet at any time to lock in a profit. Like Dave from Chicago, who purchased a $100 80-to-1 North Carolina championship ticket on PropSwap in January. And then he resold it on PropSwap for $500, which cashed in a profit of $400. And plus, somebody else got some sweet championship odds on Carolina. I promise you they're not sitting at 80 to 1 right now. Use promo code SGP when you make your first deposit, and they will double it up to $500. Double the cash means double the odds. Go to PropSwap.com or download the free PropSwap app today. All right. Lock and dog time. Scott, what are you doing here? What's your lock? What's your dog? So my lock for this one, I'm actually going to go to a total. It's going to be the under in the Nuggets-Clippers game because I don't know what's happening. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the under. I, I don't know how I'm supposed to avoid it. The first game landed 203. The second game landed 173. The third game was high scoring. Went to overtime, though, so you, you can subtract 30 points from the final score. And on top of that, both teams shot insanely well from the floor, and you had phenomenal games by two I'll just say players who are not known that much for their scoring. The Clippers in that game shot 53-plus percent from the floor and 38-plus percent from three, and Zubak had 32 points. The Nuggets shot 49% from the floor, and Aaron Gordon had 28 points. Jokic had 49. So I'm expecting regression there. At the end of the day, the pace is going to be slow because we know that these two teams – like to, sl- like to play at a very, very slow pace. And they also hate each other, so I, so I expect it to be a bit physical. I love the under. You're going to give it to me in the 220s. I'm not sure this game even gets to the two gets to 215. I'm going to take the under. Okay. What's your dog? Uh, I like actually a lot of dogs on the card today. Um, I want to make a case for Orlando, but they scare the crap out of me. <laughs> but Chicago, do I actually trust them to win a to win a game against a team that is really good? You know what? I'm gonna do it. It's gonna happen at some point. Give me the Bulls. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what they can do with no Middleton. 
But the game against Toronto, they were able to coast a little bit in the fourth quarter. So maybe that helps them with a little bit of fatigue. But you're missing your second-best player, and you're still laying seven. And the two games in the regular season up to this point have been close. I'll take the Bulls. All right. No, I like it. Okay. Oh, it's easy. I'll just – my lock, Atlanta minus three. They're going to beat the shit up the next day. Don't even have to – I don't have to break that down at all. They're going to beat the shit up the next day. This is the day, and they're not they're not losing all four to the Knicks in this, se- this season. Atlanta minus three for my lock, four my dog. Do I double dog the Bulls with you, or do I just go ahead and fade Denver at home and take the Clippers? Hmm. I didn't want to do a lock and dog from the same game, so I, I ended up pivoting. Yeah. Mm. This is tough. I think that this is a better spot for the Bulls, though. I really do. And the Clippers have been pretty abysmal on the road. So bad, man. So bad. Fuck, I can't believe we're doing – are we really about to double-dog the Bulls against the Bucks? Are, what are we they, oh, What are they, oh, like 0-18 oh against high-quality opposition? Let's do it. It's, it's, it is – this is the most degenerate thing in the world right now because the Bulls fucking suck against good teams. But we're sitting here, yes, we're double-dogging. Give me the Bulls. And what was the number? Uh, Plus, it was seven. No, I mean uh, money line. Oh, sorry. Um, let me see what I can get. Sorry. Um – Either way, the it's a we're, we're plus two thirty, give or take. <sighs> I just do not trust. If I if I could trust Drew Holiday, then I would mm-hmm. feel very good about the Bucks here, even laying seven. I found a two forty, so we'll say plus two forty. Okay, plus two forty. Give me the Bulls. They get it going. They go on somewhat of a little run here. They have to beat somebody good eventually. They have to beat somebody good. I can't believe we're doing this. We literally just started the top. I just started the top of the show saying just fade them against good teams. But Middleton being out really does mean a lot. And that bench for Milwaukee is, is extremely questionable, whereas the Bulls have gotten more depth on their team as players are coming back. So the Bulls should really, really actually – this line should be a lot closer. Yeah, I think it should be closer what, once again to like five. Because this this should be seven with Middleton playing. This yep. should be seven with Middleton playing. So with Middleton out, this is so. What is the what is the spread of Middleton's playing? This is at nine. Yeah, maybe? give or take nine, nine. Yeah, this is at nine, nine and a half. No way. All right, yeah, give me the Bulls here. All right, we're gonna double dog the Bulls. This shit never it never works. If you fade us, I don't. I'm not matching because it never fucking works when we double dog. I, and that's why I hate doing it, but I just can't sell myself on the Clippers getting a win. I just think that they get a cover. Okay. Player prop parlay. Somebody asked me for a player prop parlay. I really didn't have – what did I say? What did I say I was giving out again? You had R.J. I Barrett said, for the – Yeah, R.J. Barrett over four and a half assists. That was the one. Oh, Zach Levine. Zach, whatever Zach Levine threes are at. I don't have a number right now because they just came off back to back. Whatever his threes are at, just take over because Milwaukee is atrocious guarding the three. Absolutely atrocious. Even worse in the past five games. They give up nearly five threes to the shooting guard position. That number isn't going to be high enough. Zach should go off. This should probably be a 30-point game for Zach. So take those two plays, 
you'll probably get, you know, maybe two to one odds. Parlay those together. You could throw well, in. are up, so I'm going to ask. Do you want three threes with juice, or do you want four threes at plus money? What's the juice on the three? Over two and a half three-pointers is minus 140. Over three and a half threes is plus 192. That's not bad because RJ was at like minus 105. So you can you can give me – okay, so this is what we'll do. This is what we'll do. Give me for one parlay, if you want to be safe, give me RJ and the over four and a half and the two and a half threes for Zach. That'll give you plus money. I don't know what plus money it is, but it'll give you plus money. You can bet that. For the other parlay, give me RJ eight assists and give me Zach Levine five threes. What does that come out to, Scott? Sorry, you said uh, five. RJ eight assists and Zach, and five threes for Zach. Yeah, let me pull that up. Well, I know Barrett eight assists was plus five sixty. So let me just pull that up. So plus five sixty. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be hella juice. It's gonna be a big payday. I'll tell you that much. Uh, oh, absolutely. This is worthy of about seven victory laps. Um, it's, <laughs> it's thirty-seven to one. Sheesh. Yeah, I like that. Yep. So give me RJ for eight assists because Atlanta still fucking sucks. And if DeAndre Hunter just gets in RJ face and really make it, I would actually ladder RJ assist. I think that that's going to be something very fun to do. So I think that RJ can get to the eight assist mark, especially if he's having a a poor shooting day because he's getting more, he's getting his IQ up as he plays more and more. And he understands that if he's not going, he can get other people going RJ eight assist. That sounds pretty good. And the five threes for that. And we're just going to go for volume and, Maybe he goes five for 12, something like that. All right. Scott, do you have anything else for the people before we get out of here? Uh, not really. I'm about to do the prop cast, so if you want my player props, check out that show. All right. I'm still here, guys. I'm always here at really real underscore underscore Instagram and Twitter. If you want to find me, if you want to chat with me, whatever. Doesn't matter if you got a question. I will try to get to it. I'm also on the other side of the world, so I may be asleep. Could be. Possibly. Who knows? Either way, we are here. We have been going strong. Keep prayers up for Moonoff, please. He hopefully will be back next week. I know that for all of you all's time, you are really, really hoping Moonoff comes by because we just continue to go over the time limit for this show every single time. So, nope, nothing. Ain't got it. Ain't got it. Thought it. Thought I did. I, hey, so look, I was writing stuff down earlier. I was at work. Didn't get it. Nope, it wasn't there. Not there at all. So just going to sit here and end the show like this. We are out. Basketball. Get it, get it, get me the ball. Because I'm going to get it. Basketball. Get it, get it, get me the ball. Because I'm going to get it.